Hey, this is Pastor Keith with Epic Life Church. And if you're tuning into this podcast, I hope it's something that will encourage you. And maybe you can listen to it a couple times and as you're reading the scripture as well and come out with something new and maybe something to think about all day or talk with a friend and maybe use in a house church community or maybe on, on a, a chat across the, uh, the internet in this time that we're separated. Enjoy. Good morning. My name is Dave Banks and I'm the multi-area director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in the greater Seattle area. And my wife Linda and I are a part of Epic Life Church. Last week, Keith texted me and said, hey, would you be willing to consider preaching uh, this coming week? And of course, I jumped all over it and was excited to be able to do that until I got here today and realized the room is empty. It's just Hector and I, and it's like a preacher's worst nightmare. Empty room, nobody listening. So we'll do our best. Hector also told me that he can edit anything that he needs to edit, and so it could be a really busy weekend for him, spending a lot of time splicing and dicing and trying to put this together in a positive way. My wife told me before I came, she said, just pretend that you're Mr. Rogers speaking to the camera. So, okay, neighbor, here we go. We're going to continue on with a series that Pastor Keith began uh, in the book of Ephesians, and we we kind of been on Easter themes recently, but we're going to jump on this today. So I invite you, if you've got your Bible uh, there at home, turn to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to pick up in verse 11, and quickly let's read that together. It says, It was he, that being Jesus, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love. Each part does its work. Let's pray together. Father, we just ask that you would allow us to hear from you this day, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would remind us that we are one people under the headship of Jesus, our Savior and our Lord. Guide us, direct us, and may we follow you to be about the kingdom work that you've called us to be about. And we pray this as always in the name of Christ, who is our Savior. Amen. As we take a look at this passage of Scripture, we'll see the Apostle Paul is talking about the body of Christ. And we really need to set it up in a couple of verses right before that, where he talks about that the fact that there is one body, there is one baptism, one faith, one Lord and one God the Father over all. This concept of unity, of oneness, is a significant theme that is carried throughout the Bible, so therefore it's obviously important to God, the concept of being one. But within the body, in the advancement of God's kingdom, God, through Christ, appoints leaders in these different capacities. And it says, first of all, that he appoints some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. So very quickly, I decided to go to my favorite online source, 
the online dictionary and look at definitions of each of these. And it says for an apostle, for example, an apostle is, an, is a pioneer who initiates new ministry. They cast vision for the place of, in, uh, on behalf of God's spirit and they lead to advance God's kingdom. So apostles are called to this particular place to get a vision from God and, and cast it moving into new areas of ministry. The perfect example of that is we see in the scripture with the early apostles in the advancement of, of the kingdom of God. That's one area. Uh, another area of leadership that it's called is in the area of prophets. Prophets, it says on the online dictionary again, says that these are individuals that are called to proclaim the will of God. And usually it's done in a visionary or perhaps a new way. It's, it's taking the word of God and allowing the spirit of God to speak in new and fresh ways to God's people and into the world. Uh, very often it has a very uh, foresighted view of what God is doing and what God will do. Thirdly, there's the call to the evangelist. And these are people that are called particularly and anointed to spread and convert people to the message of Christianity, to introduce people to Jesus. And if we were to go to an online source and look at, at a picture of a dictionary, the picture of Billy Graham would pop right up. He would be the epitome of what we're talking about as an evangelist. Someone who's anointed by God, particularly gifted in being able to introduce people to faith in Christ. Um, I had an opportunity several years ago to be involved in two different Graham Crusades. And it was interesting listening to him preach night after night after night for about two weeks. Every evening, wherever he was in the midst of the sermon, he could be telling a joke, he could be telling a story, he could be reading the scriptures, he could be expounding upon the word, but within 30 seconds every night for two weeks, it was like the Holy Spirit would tap him at a particular time and say, now is the time. And he would stop immediately, whether he finished the thought or not, and he would invite Cliff Barrels to have the choir sing Just As I Am, and the invitation would come, and many, many people were introduced to Jesus. Billy Graham, the epitome of what we would consider those that are anointed and called to be an evangelist. And then there are others, and particularly these are more within the local body. The others, particularly the, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, may be more the broader outside the local congregation, the pastor and teacher more inside the local congregation. And they are called, the pastor is called to do just what it sounds like, to pastor the flock to be the shepherd, to care for a particular congregation and its need. And then the teaching aspect of that would be that the teacher within the local body particularly preaches God's word, teaches God's word so people will grow up and have strong biblical doctrinal positions to be able to follow. So those are the leaders that God has called. That's what Paul is talking about here in this one body within this one group of people that he has called some to be in this leadership capacity. Um, and again, some have a tendency to be a little bit more focused outward, some a little bit more in within the local church, but all called to God's work to be able to do that. And the reality, friends, is these are very, very significant and highly responsible uh, areas in which these folks are called to do that. Take a look, if you would, with me again at verse 12 and 13 there in the scripture and kind of the point of what this is all about. It says that God has called these people to prepare God's people for works of service, 
so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God gives these folks to equip you and I in the body of Christ to perform works of service for the advancement of God's kingdom and to unify us, carrying out those various works that each of us are called to. And I'll be honest with you, it is a really significant responsibility. It's um, nights when there are many, many nights of sleeplessness as a pastor, many, many long nights in prayer, praying for the congregation, individuals within the congregation. That's why Paul tells Timothy, we shouldn't be quick to want to be in an overseer capacity because it's such a tremendous responsibility. And if we are not mature enough by that, we could become prideful, be led astray, and ultimately do harm to the body of Christ. So again, these are pretty significant things. We are blessed here at Epic Life to have Pastor Keith as our pastor, a man who is committed to this very calling of being a pastor and teacher. Um, I appreciate Keith so much being very serious about caring for each of us and also proclaiming God's word in an impactful and truthful way. I've got to be honest with you, after pastoring for 36 years and my wife and I finally retired from the local church, we had an opportunity to go to any church we wanted to go to. And you would think, wow, what a great liberating opportunity that is. It was one of the worst experiences of our life trying to find a local church until we landed here at Epic. And when we heard a pastor who was preaching God's word faithfully, being welcomed in to be a part of the body and understanding the vision that God has given to this congregation and particularly through Pastor Keith to minister here in northern Seattle and make an impact in this particular neighborhood. It's an exciting group. I appreciate Keith so much and we're really fortunate to have him as our pastor. So let me encourage you to pray for Keith and his family. Let me encourage you to support him in whatever way that that is most appropriate. Uh, let me say this. This is a hard one, so preachers don't like to say this, but hey, pay him. Uh, a workman is worthy of his hire. So let's make sure that we care for Keith and his family so that that's not a burden for him and he's able to focus fully on this work that God has called him to in leading us uh, as God's people, helping us grow, helping us mature, equipping us so that we can perform this service that God has called us to in our community. And what's really exciting, even beyond our community, we hear about works taking place in South America, works that are taking place in Asia, that we have a part of that and we're able to support that. So again, we are blessed to have Keith as our pastor. And, and I know that you know that. It's a great week maybe to send him a note, let him know how much you appreciate him. So God has called these individuals, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, so that we, God's people, one body, are equipped, we are empowered by His Spirit to ultimately mature and carry out works of service. Let me just talk real quick about this concept of maturity. Maturity means that we are not just us four and no more, or we're on an individual journey, but rather we are a part of a body. We're, we're unified. Each of us has a role and responsibility. One of the things, dear friends, that kills local churches is people putting 
kind of boundaries and borders or fences around a local church and say, hey, you know what? You're welcome to come if you clean yourself up or if you agree with us and you function like us. Friends, that's not what it is to be mature. Nor are we called just to be a part of a small group, but we are a part of the larger body of Christ and we are to impact on behalf of the kingdom of God and each of us have a role to play in that. And so coming to that place of maturity where we can not only be about understanding our gifts and ability, but supporting and encouraging and holding accountable our brothers and sisters as well in the faith to carry out the work that God's called them to. It kind of comes down to this whole business of being team. And I'm, I, I'm a team guy. You got to know I'm a football guy. I mean, that's just the reality. Um, recently, I had to, somebody asked me for a biography and basically what am I all about? And I wrote down, you know, you've probably heard these kind of statements before, faith, family, football. And I would tell you that it's not always in that order, depending on who's playing on any given week. Uh, sometimes football gets out in front. But I'm a football guy. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you life is like football and things like that. But there's something about team that helps us understand the function and unity of the body of Christ. When you think about this... Um, Think about the fact that, you know, on the football team, everybody gets in the huddle, quarterback calls the play, everybody runs up to the line, and then they execute their particular role. Now, if you're not a football fan, what I'm about to tell you will sound like Greek, and that's okay. But if we have a running play, let's say it's a sweep to the right, and the quarterback gets the ball and he tosses it to the running back, but if the guard doesn't pull, and get out in front and block somebody. If the tackle doesn't cut back on the, where the guard has just pulled from, the play is not going to work. It's all 11 people executing. There's only one person who's going to score the touchdown, but everybody has to do their job in order for it to work. And I've played football for a long time. I currently coach high school football, and I'm here to tell you it doesn't always work. It doesn't go the way you plan it. Sometimes people miss their block. Sometimes the running back cuts the wrong way. The quarterback misses the cadence or whatever that happens to be. But something happens in football that you don't see a lot in other sports, and there's a reason for it. You know, psychologists tell us we all need physical touch to encourage us, which is really challenging in the day and age in which we're living right now, that need for physical touch. Well, if you know anything about football players, they are covered by and large head to toe in all kind of equipment. It's hard to get physical touch except for, guess where? Right on the bottom of their bottom, right on their butt. And so you see, you see football players all the time after a play pat each other on the rump. And the reason is, is skin to skin contact, that word of encouragement. And there's nothing more important than when a teammate perhaps misses his assignment, misses his block, that we help our teammate up, we pat him on the butt, we get back in the huddle, we call the play, and we run and we execute again. Friends, it's just like the body of Christ. Each of us has an assignment. Each of us has a role to play. Some are called into that leadership capacity, and it's a significant responsibility, but it's no less a great responsibility to the ministry that each of us are called to within the local body, and particularly within the broader concept of one unified body around the world, the body of Christ. So let me encourage you that run the play, run the play that God's called us to be about, 
let me also encourage you as well to be a great teammate. And when someone is down, they miss their block, they don't fulfill their assignment. Most of us don't need to be yelled at. Most of us don't need to be criticized. We know when we don't make the play. What we need is a loving spiritual pat on the behind to get us up, get us going, back in the huddle, get the assignment, and carry it out again. Hey, we are one body, just not the local church, but we are one body, capital C Church, God's people that he has called some to be leaders and be responsible for that and each of us to carry out the work that God has called us to. Can I encourage you this coming week to spend time in God's word, spend time in prayer, and even in this time of social distancing and when it's hard to gather together, find ways, whether it's with a text message, with a call, whether it's an email, to be in touch with our fellow believers, our teammates, and encourage them, even during this difficult time, spend time in prayer, praying for one another. Pray for our pastor. Pray for our leaders here. Pray for our spiritual leaders in the church, the Big C Church around the world, and let us, again, with God's grace, be about the work that Christ has called us to. I appreciate the opportunity to share with you this morning. May you have a great week, and God bless you.